This episode of Boob Sweat is brought to you by Mega Babe. If you didn't already know, I founded my personal care brand, Mega Babe, a few years ago to solve real problems with cute solutions. Even though I founded the brand, I am not qualified to do every single job, which is why I hire wonderful people like our customer service wizard, Britt. I've brought Britt on here to help answer a question. Hi, Britt. Hey, Katie. All right, Britt, go ahead. Bonnie said she's a super sweaty girl, and she asked how we can help with sweat that's showing through her clothes. Bonnie, 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 have I got some answers for you. We have several different solutions, starting with our bus dust, which is a hands-free way to apply our telc-free powder into your bra. You just literally pump it in there. It was the second product that we launched with. We also have our dust puff, which helps making apply powder to your body really easy because it helps with the mess. It also puts the powder on really evenly. Our dust puff is kind of awesome. And if you're not into powder, we actually have a cool product called Magic Powder. I know it says powder in the name, but it's actually a lotion. You apply it in a thin layer and it dries with a powder finish. I put it right under my boobs and sometimes under my butt cheeks. It's awesome. And don't forget, we also have body dust, which is the same great formula as our bus dust, but with a different applicator. So if you're not a fan of the pump, this comes with a sprinkle applicator, so you can easily apply it anywhere that you experience sweat throughout the day. Britt, you're right. Body dust, of course, duh. Thank you so much for always knowing more than I do. And for a limited time, I'm offering Boob Sweat listeners 15% off your order at megababeauty.com with the code boobsweat15 at checkout. Now, on to the pod. Hi, I'm Katie Storino, and this is Boob Sweat. There are a lot of things out there that make us sweat, but don't worry, you're not alone. We are here to talk about it. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 2 of Boob Sweat. I am recording back in New York City. I'm back in a New York groove. How many people are going to like post an Instagram story with back in a New York groove now that they're coming back to the city? A lot. Um, so you can hear beeps and sirens and maybe my dog snoring, maybe John coming in and out because we're now like occupying the same um, space again. Um, I missed that guy. Um, it's really weird to be back. I am missing my family. I definitely, my Midwest accent is back in full effect. Maybe you have always been able to hear it. And if you have, then I just guess I'm not as cool as I thought I was. But um, it's going to be a lot of long vowels in this in this episode for sure until I get back out into the streets. Um, speaking of the streets, I'm figuring out the mask rules. I'm figuring out when you know you wear your mask inside always and then but if you like want to drink a coffee you take your mask down and that's okay or if you like need to like talk on the phone you can take your mask down i've seen this is what i'm seeing on the streets but most people have some some stage of mask um i haven't seen a lot of people just rolling out without a mask on uh which is great which is great um obviously i have my hand sanitizer everywhere i go Anyway, today we're going to talk about your craziest dating stories, dating questions, and I broke them down with my friend Hunter McGrady. So let's get into it. Hunter, I'm so happy to be talking to you. Uh, this episode is all about dating, and I we're going to get later in the episode, we're going to get to 
some of our, our listeners' questions. And um, also, I think we're going to address the issue of confidence and dating while plus, because there's a whole set of things that seems to be pretty consistently asked um, when you're when you're plus in dating. And so we'll cover that later. But right now, um, Hunter, how have you been? I've been good. I'm so happy that you are back in New York. I have been I haven't seen you for six months, which is like crazy town. That is. Um, I'm good. I'm just, you know, we're all just kind of in quarantine, still kind of afraid to step out into the wild, but slowly doing it. I'm decorated for fall already at September 16th because I need the holidays or else I'm going to go absolutely nuts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm the only one on my block with pumpkins outside. (laughs) (laughs) I'm the only one on my block with pumpkins outside is the short answer for how are you doing right now? I think. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'm so excited to be here with you today and talk about dating and dating stories. Oh, and you God, had so two excited. collections drop from QVC. I did. So I have a collection called All Worthy on QVC. We dropped our spring collection and then our fall collection. Um, and then we have winter coming soon. Ooh, and it's coming. S- winter is coming. And oh, it's so good, you guys. Oh, my God. Go and check it out. It's size inclusive, extra, extra small to 5X, double zero to 36. And we have three inseams, petite, regular, and tall. Wow. Um, what's your most popular fall item? The faux leather leggings. Oh, really? Uh-huh. We, that was like. Are they black? That, we, we have like a ton of colors. No. We have like black, brown, gunmetal. Um, We have this like, they're all like very beautiful. Okay. Capulet Olive is one of my favorites. Also, the name is like so regal. <laughs> um, But yeah, so those are our best sellers. So far, there's like 55 five-star reviews on QVC, which is insane. It's, like, a, it's like so many. Wow. I check every day and I'm like giddy. Like I get so excited that I want to gag because like, you know, when you get so excited, you have to like either go to the bathroom or throw up. And like, that's how I feel every day. And it, it's just, has been really awesome. You know, <laughs> just TMI for everybody. I don't know why we don't, I don't, I, I don't know why we don't do this together. I don't. And here's the thing. I don't either, but I guess we just like to leave money on the table. We like to leave <laughs> we just like to leave it all on the table Fun on and the then table, just go really. Right. <sighs> Truly. Fine. Okay. Truly. Some of our listeners submitted some crazy dating stories and I wanted to <gasps> read them with you. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay. I feel like we're on a radio show. I know. Me too. I love it. Oh my God. I'm so excited. Okay. Um, one time a hookup stole a light bulb from my room. This is a story a reader submitted and I... I just thought it was the funniest one because, like, I could see myself at one point in my my life being out of light bulbs in my apartment and finding it easier to just take one from where I was. Yes. 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 I'm on the the hookup side. When you're down and out, (laughs) you you can't – listen, when your resources are gone, you kind of have to just do what you got to do. And if it's stealing your hookups – Light bulb, then hey, yeah, you take it's the light 2020 bulb. Exactly, you yes. you already paid for it. You know what I mean? It's 
I love the episode of Friends, and I this is so lame that I'm referencing this, but but Ross is like he goes to the he goes to the hotels and he's like, well, the everything that is like in the hotels, like the apples and the light bulbs and like the Bible, like that's owed to me. Like I pay for that, <laughs> and so that kind of mentality is how I'm feeling about this date. Agreed. Okay. Um. Next one, relatable. A date told me I'm bigger than than normal but it's okay if i'll be a good mom ew <laughs> that one was... bigger than normal what's normal well that there's a lot buried in there yeah oh um, my god what's his at <laughs> i need his at we need to go in his dms i dated a guy who was aroused by open water now i'm single again Open water, like as in like open ocean water, or like an open bottle of like Arrowhead. Very good, Hunter. But also, I once did. I once dated a guy with an oral fixation that, like, so we went on one date, and he would just look at my mouth. We went to sushi. He would look at my mouth and just like be like, "Oh my god, your mouth!" Like the way, and I was just like, "What the hell is happening? How is this my life in this moment?" Also, gross. Disgusting. That you were at sushi too, and then you wanted to like, and eat it. She gives and, me the runs, yeah. anyways. <laughs> okay, I'm go- I'm going on to advice. Um, all right, the, you know what? This is really interesting because when I got divorced, I had not ever done online dating, and I think that I had like a big thing about like you can't meet someone organically. Well, you can't. Well, you can't. But it's basically the question is how. Can you date online when you'd actually prefer to meet someone organically? Mm. I say you get over it and you get online or you just like post up in the grocery store or like outside in a place where you don't have to wear a mask and like make eyes at people. I'm not sure. Just make eyes. Can you imagine? We just all do get really good at making eyes. I think the thing is, is that. We, there's such a stigma behind online dating and that's why people feel the need that they have to meet someone organically mm-hmm. because people are like, Oh, Oh my God. I, you know, I met him in the wild and Oh, we didn't do the online dating. And so like Gen Z, but it's like, I, I literally don't know anyone who hasn't met their, like one of their significant others no. in the past or currently that ha- didn't meet them online. Agreed. Same. And we both did not in different, per- yeah. in different formats, but we yeah. both met on the internet. And neither of them will sponsor us. Absolutely not. Well, yours is like, yours is probably a danger to children. Um, <laughs> um, what is the best way to meet guys as a plus size woman? What is that question? Uh, here's the thing. Again, sorry, I keep jumping in. No, that's why I. I, why does it matter if you're plus size, if you're size zero, if you're size 36, like you, you just go out there and you meet them because guys actually really don't care. I always tell Brian this, like I could come home with a short bob and brunette hair and he would never even know the fucking difference. Like he wouldn't know, like the other day I talked about nipple hair, like a guy wouldn't know nipple hair if it hit him in the face. Right. Like it's just guys don't really truly care. The only reason that we have been thinking that is because like society has shoved it down our throats that you have to be a certain size in order to be like loved and valued, which is such bullshit. I, so I am agreeing with you on your last point about how society's definitely made it seem like you, you can only get a date if you're thin, but I know plenty of thin women who can't get a date 
also. Right. Because I know dating is hard. But I will say, people have preferences just like, like you might, I, and I know that this, there's like very, this is controversial because people are like that. I feel fetishized and I don't really get that. Cause like, am I fetishizing Johnny Storino because I love like a hairy chested bearded man? I don't think so. That's just my preference. So like some guys like prefer curvy girls. Some guys prefer right. like small girl. I don't know, but I don't, I, my point is. There's more guys out there that prefer curvy girls than than are advertised, I guess. Does that make sense? And that's exactly it because I have dated actors, athletes, musicians. Ever heard of them? A couple, yeah, ever heard of these things? I'm like, I um, dated a sanitation work. Like, okay, great. But no, like, but like, yeah. but like, even the people who you would think that are like out there in the world, you would think, oh, they only want to date like a mm-hmm. thin movie star. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Little do you freaking know. Mm-hmm. I think that it only becomes like a fetish. A fetish is when they just do it for like sex and then they're like, they keep you secret and it's like, oh, no, sure. that's bullshit. Okay. That's I've had a friend that that's happened to. Sure. Me? Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I've had a friend that that's happened to. I'm winking at you on the Zoom. Um, But like my husband is like tall and thin yeah. and like a white boy from Philly. He's like... He's like a graphic designer and he's like, I like them thick. Like I like a thick em. And you would never think because I'm like I I'm like three times his size. Um, how much does any opening line on a dating app matter? I find myself stuck on what to say. Oh. I don't think it matters at all. I just think it's like, does that person want to make out with you or not? And they don't care what you're saying. Right. I just do like a simple like Hi, like, I mean, obviously not anymore. I'm married, but like when I was, I'd be like H I I I I I, like hi. Yeah, they just need you to like, they just need you to lob it out there. Yeah, and see if they hit back. Yeah. Um, Softball references. (laughs) Just like girthy, like softball girls. We know it. We we look like a softball team right now. I will start one collectively. How do you feel comfortable with being vulnerable when it relates to your body? This is such a good question, Mm -hmm. but not one that you think would stay in the plus size world. This is a this is a question for women all over the place. Mm. I have a I have an answer. I think you need to if you are not comfortable with your body. Oh, this is dangerous. This is a dangerous suggestion. No, let's hear it. If there is a man who worships your body mm-hmm. or a woman or anyone who's worshiping your body and you let that person worship it, you kind of like get to see yourself through their lens and you're like, what? I look amazing. No, I, I completely agree is with that. Is that bad advice? No, I think it's important. Here's the thing. I think it's important to set the boundary and be like, listen, I'm not going to put all my worth into what someone else thinks of my body. But if they do worship your body, of course, that's like. And you don't. Right. Of course, that's like a bonus, you know, because, of course, you're like then become you're kind of feeling yourself. But just don't put all your worth in someone else's. Like, I'm always like, if they think anything in negative you, then don't even like don't even pay that any mind. However, if they're like gassing you up. Are you kidding? I would be like, I'm going to keep this person around. That's yeah, why I keep take you around. Even... <laughs> I guess you have all the time. Yes, I, do. I know. 
That's why I keep you around. Yeah. What? I, sometimes even when you're not paying attention, I'll just post about you on stories. I know. I and love just it. Be like, and yeah. <laughs> and just be like, tag. Um. Anyway, I, I don't know. I think that that's that can put you in the right energy or mindset mm-hmm. to like keep that energy and bring it to, to the next place, wherever that is for you. Um, what to do when someone you really like complete, completely and out of nowhere ghosts you. Oh my God. This happened to my best friend and you're not supposed to be with that person anyways. You know, I mean, listen, you, that's like not even worth, worth your time. That person is basically just like doing the, the work ahead of time. You don't have to waste any more days or any more minutes or any more hours on this person. You don't deserve him. You are so much better or her. I don't know if it's a girl or boy. Like, I don't know who it is. You just, it's just not worth your time. It's not worth your energy and fuck that person. Now. I will answer this as someone who's been ghosted many, many, no. many times. You're like, you're like, one time my friend got ghosted. No. I have been ghosted to over 2,000 times. And I will you? just say that I am, it's not like a proud time, but at least you entertain yourself and you just start texting them ridiculous things. Oh, I, I won't even go in because I can't speak to her about this without her okaying it okay. with what she went through, what she did to this person i was like stop this is like borderline now we're getting out of hand like uh, you can text but then you start like going one step further it's like i think because you want that response so bad right like you want something and they're not giving you anything yeah. so you're yes. like i'm just gonna yeah, be yeah, ridiculous yeah, yeah. now yes it, it's probably because you know you're like an attention seeker or whatever i am i'm not sure what i am but I'm someone who will like, at least I just need you to acknowledge that you didn't die. Right. <laughs> Even though you know they did because they've been like posting on social media, but you're like, I'm really like just concerned anyways. Yeah. Are you? No, no, no. I'm more like, are you under a concrete track? Right, right. Um, I'm 26. I've never been in a relationship. Where are the men who aren't afraid of a girl that weighs more? Oh my God. First of all. Everywhere. Everywhere. They're not in Manhattan, actually. No, I, they are in Manhattan, but uh, my first husband was from Manhattan. But I'm well, all I'm saying is that um, I find that Chicago and Boston and lots of places, pretty much anywhere around the world, there it's like it's curvy girl dating central. I totally think they're in Manhattan too. I think. Listen, I have always weighed more than my boyfriends. I've never. I mean, except like guys I've dated, but my actual boyfriends, I've always weighed more. I think that it's just a matter of timing. Like, I truly believe that there's someone for everyone. And this is so stupid and cliche to say, but like when you stop looking is when it happens, you know? And also, like, you're 26. Have fun. Oh my God, you're a shot. You're a baby. I mean, I'm 27. So, like, well but also like have fun emotionally have yeah, fun just have fun it's fine yeah Your I am, I, listen as a 29 year old i get it yes. and i'm just coming from an older wiser place you're very so. old you're very wise yeah um recognizing red flags what are your red flags that you have seen or like can see in other people's relationships this person recognized that that someone who's condescending is someone she doesn't want to be with Absolutely. Someone who also doesn't value um, what I do 
Also, mm-hmm. someone who's not a feminist, like someone who isn't mm-hmm. like pro women and, and thinks that like a man should do it all. Like that to me is like such a red flag. Um, and communication. Mm-hmm. You too? I'm thinking. Um, I guess that you have to notice how you feel with someone. And yeah. if you feel nervous with them in a bad way all the time or eggshelly, um, I think that that's something to be aware of. Also, if you're fighting early on, mm. like you shouldn't like three weeks in, you should never be fighting. Yes. So that's a that, big unless one. you like to fight. Yeah. That's a big one. Uh, I mean, I, mm-hmm. I have so many friends who are like, you know, a couple weeks in and they're arguing about things that I, I I'm four and a half years and I'm like, how is that even an issue? Right. Right. I had a guy yell at me and walk across the street. Because he couldn't be near me because he was so mad about something very stupid. And I should have listened to that information. But I went on and you're like him. You're like, instead, he's my husband. <laughs> and then, uh, no, no. John is an angel. I love Johnny him. is an angel, um, baby. Someone said, do you mention on your dating app that you're plus size or do you just let the photo speak? Oh, I love this question. Um. I let this photo speak and I put the most like, like the most realistic photo of me ever because I think that that's so important to like put that forward and be like, if you're not okay with this, be my guest and swipe. Like, yeah, this is what I look like. And I just think that that's. And Hunter, how important, how important, sorry about that. How important is it to have a full body shot, (gasps) current full body shot? So important, just as you would want to, because here's the thing, you, on these dating sites, you are going in like with your photos, right? Like you want to go in feeling so comfortable, just as like, I would want to see a full body shot of a guy, right? Like I would want to see that. And I think that like, if you have feel any type of way towards someone who is curvy or plus size, like move along, don't waste my time. Yeah, just show them what you look like because you're beautiful. And if that's their thing, cool. If it's not, they can swipe. They don't. And if someone starts asking you, like, how big are you? Oh then, God. like, just block them. Do like, people you don't do need that? to. How yes. big are you? People are just like, yeah, like, so. Are they, like, are you going to get much bigger than. Who like, raised these like, monsters? I don't. It's a, it's a grocery store shopping list is what it feels like sometimes, yeah. I think, on online dating, which is what makes it hard. Yeah. Um, how do you take your first steps into dating online post-divorce without bringing baggage? Mm. I think, I mean, you can, you can speak to this. Okay. Um, I would say that it's a little, it's lightly impossible not to bring a little bit of baggage in those first couple of conversations. And I think what you'll find, like, I I believe I set my, like, controls to look for divorced people um, in the beginning because I got a couple people who were like, why'd you get divorced? Mm. And then I was like, what? Like, right. you'd be surprised at how people care, like, on, a, on the surface. They think that they care about these little things. So um, I think it's something that you just have to test out what kind of reactions you're getting and that's something that you can share in person later or or you can like put it right on your thing like i don't i think that you have to test it out and see what feels comfortable 
Right. And coming from the other side, I mean, my husband now is divorced once and he came with a kid. So like coming from the day T, I saw that and was like, I was like, that, it kind of didn't phase me because I was like, okay, like, like, yeah, you were married before, but like, doesn't mean that you're any less or more of a person. I think, again, that's one of those things that the stigma really has to change around divorce. Um, I, I think divorce, <laughs> this is going to sound crazy, but like, I think divorce always has to be an option and people are always like, oh, divorce isn't an option for me. And I'm like, okay, so you stay unhappy then? Like, you know, I mm-hmm. think that there just needs to be mm-hmm. a different stigma around it. It shouldn't be like baggage unless this person is like in your life, of course, still like arguing yeah. with you or in love with you, whatever it is. Like, that's a different story, but that's also like very common and, you know, I don't think there's a ton of people out there who are like looking at that going, I- I'm not willing to date you, you know, because of that. Mm, and if yeah. there is, they're, they're, you don't yeah, and if they are, is. then they're fucking immature and weird. So right. drop them. Um, but I definitely went on a, a, a date, an app date in person and talked about my divorce and what it's like to date post divorce. We talked about that the entire time and then like never saw each other again because we obviously were not connecting. But it was nice to like have those types of conversations with someone who's like kind of in it with you. And even uh, better even find though... someone who's also getting divorced or is divorced. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Cause they get it. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I have separated and haven't dated in 18 years and have social anxiety. What do I do? Oh my gosh. Well, I think you get a divorce. Well, she's separated. Do you think she's been separated for 18 years or I she's think separated? She was married for maybe 18 years, so she hasn't obviously dated. Now she's separated and she has <sighs> social anxiety. But I think, oh my God, instead. Thank you. Okay, thank you, Hunter. Reframe it and go, this is the time of my life. This mm-hmm. is like your resurgence. You are the phoenix coming out of the flame. You are about to embark on a journey of your life. I tell my mom this all the time because she was married for 17 years and I'm like, she had the time of her life after she got divorced. Like she was going out again and she felt the same way. I was like, mom, like, you know, you deserve that. Like we all deserve this to have fun. And of course it's going to feel a little awkward and weird, but like, yes, we've done it before. People are going to make you feel weird too in your life, which is disappointing. Right. Of course they're going to, there's always going to be the like people who are like, really? It's so soon. Or like, really? You really want to do that? And it's like, yeah, don't live for anybody else. I went on my first date, I think, three days after I got separated. Right. Because I was like, literally, let's get this party started. And it was completely nerve-wracking and completely eye-opening mm. because I I've left that date feeling – not that I had, like, found a match, but I was like, wait, what? I can do this. Right. And I think that once you've gotten to the point of being separated, you have already been out of the relationship for a long time in your head. Like you don't just get separated. And then that day was the day that you decided to not be in the relationship. Like you've already checked out a long time ago. Obviously, that's why you are separated. So um, give yourself grace and have fun with it. Give yourself grace. Give yourself grace. Is it, Hunter, you answered this earlier. Is it just good luck to meet the guy of your dreams or a full on strategy? It's good luck. It's like, I went to New York and I was 
I was getting over a guy and I was like, the reason why I came to New York wasn't for work. Like I normally do. The reason why I had gone to New York this one time was to get over a breakup of this guy I was dating. And I was like, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to find myself. Like I'm over guys. I'm over this. No guys, no dating. And I told my sister, my mom, this. I was like, I'm done. Anyways, I get to my Airbnb. The guy's like super smoking hot. I'm like, okay, maybe I'm not like totally done. And then <laughs> I meet my now husband who messaged me. And um, I was like, oh my God. Like my mom and my sister were like, okay, what happened to like no guys? And I was like, no, no, no. This guy is like my husband. Like he is my husband. And he ended up being like, you you know, I Your had no husband. idea. I would say I had I this is funny because I actually had a full strategy going for like what my second marriage would look like. I was like, I'm going to marry an old man with lots of money and <laughs> I'll just retire into the woods because that's what my new life looks like. And then I <laughs> met someone completely different. And that was the relationship that I was supposed to find yes. and supposed to have and where I'm happy. But you can't plan it because you uh, you end up adding all these expectations onto something that like isn't there and i don't know you gotta like let it flow it becomes really stressful but know what you want yeah but also sometimes what you think you want isn't what you need if you know what you need i did that in therapy I, i made a list of three things that i needed not that I wanted, but that I needed from a relationship. And mm-hmm. I realized that the person that I was currently dating checked all of those boxes. And I was like, oh, okay. Oh, my God. Yes. I love that. Johnny I think Sturino. that's really, really smart advice. Like, And make it um, make it attainable. A lot of times like people will, will get their list together and it just is like, Okay, you're just setting yourself up for failure. Like, make yeah. it attainable what you need from a relationship. Yes. What do you nobody... really need? Not like yeah. I need him to be six feet. Right. You don't. You don't. You really Trust don't. Me. Yeah. You don't. Yeah. Okay. And now we have a listener voicemail from Jackie in Boston. That's right. We have a boob sweat hotline. So you can give us your questions and comments. I'm going to give it to you now. So get ready. Maddie, the call in stuff is pretty cool. 201. 701-1575. That's our hotline number. Please give us a call. And now here is Jackie from Boston. Hi, Katie. Uh, this is Jackie calling from Boston, and I have a dating question for you. So I'm 34 and froze my egg earlier this year, partly inspired by you. So thank you for all the info. Um, I did it because I definitely want to have kids someday, but I'm single right now and don't want to rush things if or when I meet someone just because my biological clock is ticking. So my question is, when or how do I mention this to someone I'm dating? On one hand, it could be a selling point because it means I'm not in a rush to have kids. I have the freedom to date and travel, enjoy that think lifestyle for a while before settling down. On the other hand, I can see it sounding super eager and intense uh, to people who don't understand what it means, like Sheena on Vanderpump Rules. I'd love to hear your thoughts on when you think it's a good time to share that you froze your eggs with someone you're dating. Thanks for the podcast. I love it. Bye-bye. Never. Or not never, but like, just keep that on literal ice until you've gotten further into a conversation. At 34, I don't think a guy is like, man, did she freeze her eggs or what? Right. You also like literally don't owe that to anybody. No. Um, Unless like you get 
more serious and you guys decide, hey, listen, you know, I still want to do this X, Y, Z and, and, you know, I want to have kids later. And he says, you know, what about the age, whatever, then maybe just say, hey, you know, I just, by the way, I, you know, my eggs are frozen. But I don't think you owe it to anybody to say it, you know. I don't know that I, now that I'm reading this question, I don't think she thinks she owes it to anyone. I think she thinks it's an added benefit because she's like, I'm 34. You don't have to worry about me trying to have kids right now. I've got these eggs frozen. Oh. But I don't think, I think if you're, if you're going in with that mindset that you're somehow, uh, and I get the reality of it. I do. Cause guys are like, whoa, she's going to want kids right away. Um, also 34 but I don't, is so I think showing, no, it is so young, but it's like in the world, like it can be hard cause guys like put their age. Yeah. Like yeah. they want their age thing down to like 29. And yeah. I don't know. I don't know why every guy talks like that. They're all bros right now. Yeah. So I would just say you don't, owe, just like Hunter said, you don't owe that to anyone. You don't come out with that information right away because that's like even more almost like I've been thinking about this and like, so just keep it and just let something develop. And if a guy is freaked out by your age, also say you're 32. I like, that's the thing. It's like, do literally do whatever you want. And like, they have to follow suit. Like you can live your best life. You can, if you feel like telling them on the first date, then tell them of course. But like, I don't think that that's something that they even need to know. It's like, no, your your person needs to know, of course, if you find your person, but also what is age? It's literally nothing. My mom had her had had her third kid at forty two. Like listen, when I turn thirty, I'll let you know how it feels. Thank you. I hope I'm invited to your thirtieth birthday party. You might be. <laughs> I struggle with my bio. Don't know whether to be funny, serious, or clever. It's so hard. Well, what kind of person are you? Are you a funny person? Are you a clever person? Are you mysterious? Like, don't be at, can you imagine like just labeling yourself a mysterious person? You're like, I'm mysterious. But honestly, like be who you are. I, I think with dating sites, the, the one thing I learned is like, I used to put like, I love nature, like the total cliche, like I love to hike. I fucking hate hiking. I hate like going out and sweating and getting bug bites. Like I hate that. And so does my now husband. So like, it's a perfect match, you know? And I think that like, I was trying to sound really like eloquent and like put together. And it's like, that just wasn't who I am. So you were trying to be the girl that you you think think that they want. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I am with you. And I also have to say, so I used to do this thing. That I, 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 everyone knows. I'm sorry I won't shut up about it, but where I would have people swipe for me in other cities. And I had, this is weird and interesting, but I actually met a guy who lived in New Hampshire. I met him when I was swiping in Boston once. And he must have been in Boston or something. And we connected and we started chatting. Um, and then we were like not a romantic match. And he, he, he like was like, Hey, Katie, like, I just want to say, like, I don't think this is going anywhere. And I was like, yeah, this is not going right. anywhere. Like, fucking duh. Right. But, like, but like, it was nice. He, like, took the moment to do it. And I was like, this is weird, but do you just want to be friends? And then we ended up being, like, kind of online dating supportive friends. Oh, I love that. Like, we checked in. He's like, how was your date tonight? Like, did you like him? What was the deal? So it was like, we had this, we had this very cool, um, unique, we never met in person. 
Um, but right. for like a year, we chatted and had this like friendship about, um, like based mostly on like dating and like a little bit of life, but like mostly dating. Um, my the reason I'm telling you this, Hunter, is that um, I would swipe for him in New York sometimes, and every single girl's bio was the exact same, mm-hmm. and it made me feel so bad. Mm-hmm. I was so upset about it. It was yoga. It was wine. It was travel. It was a dog mm-hmm. or a cat. And it was. Are you reading my sunglass my old photo? Profile? Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was just, it was so upsetting because I was like, oh my God, this is all the same. And these girls are not, they can't all be like generic basic bitches. Like, uh-huh. is this just what girls, it, it like blew my And then also the photos are group photos where you can't tell which one is which it's a sunglass photo mm-hmm. it's like very close head photos like you need full body you need a head body head body as i've said before face photo body photo face photo body photo i love that and that, yes because you just they need to see your whole thing they got to see your whole business so and be real very long it. answer like the thing is, it's like I used to be like I love like I used to be that girl too, and because I was like, oh, this is what guys want. But then, as I went on dating, and then I would get to know them, and they'd be like, well, don't you like love X Y Z? And I'd be like, yeah. But as I went on, I would change my profile to be like, honestly, I don't have that many hobbies. Like, you know, I love to nap. <laughs> like, I love to just like like stay in on Friday nights. I don't like to go out. You know, because then you can really, like, hone in who your match is. Um, And then it's not based off of this totally unrealistic, you know, expectation of somebody. Hunter, I'm going to leave us with um, how to date while living with your parents. I guess move out. I mean, I No, I'm just kidding. A lot of people are living with their parents right now during the pandemic. As someone who just spent two months at my parents' house, um, I think you kind of just have to like be like, I'm going out with Becky or whoever, and then just like go on a date. It's like high school again. How fun. But you're not going out to bo- people. There were a lot of, to be honest, there was a lot of pandemic questions on this list, but I have no idea what is going on with pandemic dating. I have some friends who are pandemic dating. Um, if the if they're opening up places, like I've had friends meet people out and about. Um, you know, of course, like at restaurants where you can take your mask off. But like as far as like anything further, like sex or like kissing, like I don't really know. I personally wouldn't be doing any of that right now. But like, I, it just feels very. I don't know. It's such a tough time, but I think that also online dating right now is spiked right because you can't because you'll pass the virus. Is that it? I think you'll single handedly be responsible for a second wind. <laughs> yes, a second wave. I I'm literally like, wait, I didn't even think about that part. Um, Hunter, do you have any other advice for curvy ladies or ladies in general? But probably specifically curvy ladies, because that's what I hear the most is it's like, I can't date until I lose weight. That is something I hear all the time. Do you hear this all yes, the time? all the time. And yeah. I used to think the same exact way. Um, Again, I think that like, that is just 
like society has bred us to believe that like when you are larger, you are not worthy to date, you are not valued, and it's such bullshit because you absolutely are. And there is there are those people out there who prefer a curvy girl, mm-hmm. you know, prefer a plus size girl. Mm-hmm. And if that person isn't, if you, if you're not finding that person, that person's not for you. It's as easy as that, you know? Um, but also like, don't feel that you have to lose weight to do anything. You know, I think that like weight is so weight to me. It's so funny. My mom growing up, she'd be like, oh my God, weight talk is so boring. She's like, this is so boring. Like so boring. I can't talk about it anymore because it's like, it comes and it goes. Why do we put so much value on it? Uh-huh. You know, like I go to the doctor. I'm like, don't even bother. Like, don't tell me my weight. I don't really give a shit. You know, so. It's like, tell me if I have like an issue. Yes. And and yeah. and that's the thing is it's like once you can kind of realize that it's also just something that fluctuates all the time. Like, it it shouldn't allow that power. Like, you shouldn't give it that power. Thank you. Thank you. Hunter, can I ask you one more question? Is there anything like, um, I think that people look at us and I think that they think, (laughs) they look at us and they think we're really perfect. Yeah. No, they look at us and they think that no one said a mean thing about our bodies. And I would just like to ask or clarify, have you ever experienced like a man putting you down in a romantic way, in a romantic setting about your body? Absolutely. Are you freaking kidding? Listen, here's the thing. So many times I, it's been, you know, you would be so gorgeous if you just lost a few Mm -hmm. pounds and Mm -hmm. I'm like, "Uh, see you later. Like that, like, it's just to me, that is so gauche. It's like, I don't know who raised you to say that. And a lot of times Uh it's like these men who have sisters and who are like close with their moms. And I'm like, really? What if a man said that to your mom? Or your sister. Uh-huh. Like, treat other women with the same respect that you would want for your family, your daughters, you know. Um, and then also I get it every single day online. Like, every single day. Well, yeah, your comments are insane yeah. from men. Yeah. You're, I, if you ever want to get enraged, go uh-huh. to Hunter's comment section. Because men, men have no – they see me and they don't even engage. But they go yes. to Hunter and they know she's like – sexy and they want to like get in there and just tell her she's not mm-hmm. um and it's it's insane it's infuriating um so if you're looking to like get some rage out head to those comments or head to sports illustrated's page and then you'll really or head to sports illustrated's <laughs> really page for just it. a good time and also the the comments on those it's so funny because they're just talking about women in general on like it's like not just you who gets the bad oh, comments everybody the gets them. yeah it's like everybody is getting shit on it's insane it's never enough it's so funny Funny no, like even like like every single one of the girls, it's like we all talk about this all the time. How it's like it's either like you're too thin, you're too fat, mm-hmm, you're too mm-hmm, this. Like mm-hmm, if you were taller, mm-hmm. you'd be so hot. If you were, mm-hmm. if you were blonde, you. It's like it's never good enough. So it's like I, mm-hmm. it's just exhausting to have to try to keep up with mm-hmm. this. So as long as we feel good, that's really all that matters. Yeah, agreed. And just to counterpoint, um, Hunter, that. I have had, and I'm counting on my hand, I would say over five to six men tell me to my face that, like, guys who I had gone on more than 10 dates with tell me to my face that if I lost weight, I would be 
better looking and just like it wouldn't take much to tone up my body. Have I ever practiced like yoga? Like these are real things. And I didn't leave. I was like, yeah, like because I felt that way. I was like, I felt that they were just doing me the the service that I needed because of course I should be thin. Like, like, of course. And it's like we were just acknowledging that I didn't meet industry standard here and that I wasn't up to like snuff. So I, I'm just acknowledging that like it's if you have taken those types of words, I'm coming to you from a place of being beyond that where if someone said that to me, I would I would leave because I didn't leave. Well, and um, that that's that behavior is called abusive behavior. It's emotionally yes. abusive and mentally mm-hmm. abusive. And that is when um men pray they know you're insecure they know your mm-hmm. insecurities and i was deeply insecure yep and they prey on that and mm-hmm. so that is also their way to then keep them keep you with them the more they put you down um the more they're the only person you're ever going to get right in your mind you're like mm-hmm. this is the only person i'm ever going to get oh and i and i stay oh, for yeah. sure oh yeah yeah yep and but all of those 5 6 relationships i'm talking about the guy left i was like mm-hmm. wait yeah, it's, abu- it's even, abuse. Yeah. Yes. It's a and a, a, even yeah. a guy who told me I would I should just get gastric bypass because I would be really hot then. <gasps> and I was like, gross. and I was like, you know, I think he's just doing me a favor. Disgu- Again, though, that is society brainwashing us to believe that like that that that's a favor. Like, right? Like yeah. that's like yes. dietitians yes. are like dietitians My are like God Hunter, yes. Right. Like they're like they're like, well, you know, I would be doing you a disservice if I didn't tell you this. And it's like, yeah. Really? Or are you trying to put me down? Like, there's yeah. always an ulterior motive mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And it's abusive. It's abusive from a significant other. It's abusive from anyone in your life telling you that. I think it's abusive from doctors where like every, you know, little thing that's wrong with you, like you could have acne and they're like, has, it's because you have to lose weight. Yeah. And you're just like, yeah. that's lazy doctoring. Like that you're being lazy. Yes. I agree. I really liked our little moment there, Hunter. I hope people get to the end of this episode because I think I, it was helpful. Can you imagine they turn it off halfway through? They're like, these people are so boring. Halfway through? Like, like five minutes in? And they're oh. like, okay, moving on. <laughs> My number one piece of dating advice would be, honestly, truly, is that you need to have the strength to look into the future and say, is this a place I'm going to want to be in 10 years? Because if it's not, you need to leave or don't start. And that's really hard to do. And sometimes it feels like you might be like, like, it's good until it's not. And that's okay. But when it's not, you need to understand if that's something that you should stay with or leave and what are problems that you fix and what are problems that aren't that are deal breakers. You need to understand fundamentally what those are for yourself. Because I will say that being in a bad relationship is the loneliest place that you can be. It is far lonelier than being single. Um it is it is truly a bad thing to be in a place where you just are like can't quite see how life could be without it, but aren't really happy where you are. That's it for this episode of Boob Sweat. I want to thank Hunter McGrady for coming on. I love you, Hunter. You can find her at Hunter McGrady on Instagram. 
Have a question or comment? Call our new hotline at 201-701-1575 for a chance to be featured on the pod. If you like the show, please rate and review wherever you listen because that shit is important. Here's a recent review from Andrea. I just discovered this podcast and I'm binging my way through every episode. Katie is a delight and the guests are wonderful. Thank you, Andrea. This show is produced by Wonder Wheel Media with help from Madison Higley. Ah, and thanks for the dogs and John. We're always making noise while I record the show. You can follow me at Katie Storino on Instagram to keep the conversation going. This podcast is over. Now it's really over. Okay.